This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am really excited today to have my next guest. You know, I met her a few weeks ago. And when I first started talking with her, I was like, oh my gosh, you are doing such good, a good thing with your new business. You know, she's been a hairstylist for a long time. My mom was a hairstylist, you know, raising her, you know, weight, raising us. I owned a hair salon. So we had some places where we connected on and, you know, she was married to a narcissist for 13 years. So was I. So it's amazing. And I had a tendency, which was interesting, to kind of pick those kind of men for whatever reason. I think I found them interesting. So I am really excited to have her here because I know that if you don't, if you don't diagnose someone as a narcissist, maybe just you're in a toxic relationship that's not working, I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation because I have been looking forward to having this conversation with her. She she got certified. um, She's now, you know, really focused on that to help other women. Her website, liveyourlife.coach. You know, I'm excited about this. Ina, how are you? I'm great. How are you? So good. You know, I, I can tell you that this was actually one of those topics you know, narcissism. Cause when I started dating it for like, I had just got out of a relationship and marriage and then I was dating it again. And I started to go, wait a minute, there's something that I'm doing. And I actually started doing some research on narcissism and I was trying to see, Oh, wow, that is a thing. I still actually get emails all the time because of all that research I was doing back then. How common is that? That you find yourself with a toxic person or yeah. yeah, it is, it is extremely common for most women. And, but most of us don't know what we in until we out of the relationship or the marriage, right? Like we might feel that something is off when we are with the person, but we keep coming up with excuses, right? They're tired or they had a stressful day of work or whatever it is. Um, just because we think we can save them, right? We think we can change them. We think if we love them more, that it will just be all different and our relationship will be what it is that we hope for. And when I started, when I realized that I was in a toxic relationship and then later realized that I was married to a narcissist, um, what I realized for myself when I started my healing journey was that it really stems from me. What was it about me that was staying in this toxic marriage? What was it about me that was attracted to the person? What was it about me that kept coming up, like admitting and and coming up with excuses for him? Why didn't I leave much earlier, right? Um, So that was so fascinating because it's, and it took me a long time to get here. Trust me, it was not overnight, right? It was a lot of blame and a lot of, anger at at him and how could he do this to me and how did I deserve that and until to realize I had so many unhealed childhood wounds that I had to look at 
you know, growing up in an unstable childhood with parents that was not conscious. Um, that is what I was trying to get external validation for, right? Finding nice. someone else who could feel that void for me. And that is what a toxic person does. And a lot of people don't use the word deter, don't know what narcissism means. So often I, just, I will just use the word toxic, but it's really just when the person, when you don't feel, when you know something is off, right? When you're in a relationship that just feels really hard the majority of the time and yes. that person's not treating you well, that's just, that's toxic, right? You should not be in that. Um, but it's so easy to stay because after a while, what happens is we become trauma bonded, which means we become addicted to the love bombing, the feel good faces, right? So when we first meet someone who is toxic, they love bomb us, meaning they, you know, admire us and they try to mirror us and they make us feel really good inside because they're giving us, us that external validation that we've been looking for, for, for from anyone, but especially a man, right? That makes us feel right. good enough. And then once they have us trauma bonded or hooked, that's when they really show their true face. And this could be anywhere from, it could be months down the road, it could be years down the road. Sometimes they can hold on to their mask until you're married or until you have a child together, right? Right. Um, and and then once you really see who they are, it's often too late because they have an outburst or an explosion and they can call you terrible things, but you think, but wait, he was, how did this happen? He was so nice. Right. And well, let, let me wait because now he's going to get nice again. And then a long period of silent treatment will follow where they really just don't talk to you and you can never go to them and say, what's up? Like, why are you, what are you mad about? And then what? Once they decide that they're ready, then the love bombing starts again. So it's it's an addiction. It's almost like being addicted to a drug. So it's an addiction of, well, I know if I just wait a little while, he will get back to what he used to be again, right? right. And then right. you're back on that path. So it's extremely hard to break. And you know, the, so many people have I've heard this over and over again with my clients. Why, you know, people have said to my clients, why didn't you just leave if it was that hard? Why? And that's exactly why because you addicted to that feel good hormones that you release once you're in the love bombing admiration stage. Yeah. That love bombing is the truth. And, um, and I, I tell you one of the reasons why I felt like I couldn't leave because then I would be a failure. And mm -hmm. I had a real funny thing about around the word failing. Yeah. And if I can't, if I'm not, or not being smart enough to make this work, so I just kept trying to make it work. And, uh, you know, I was physically um, dealing with, you know, health issues because of it and because I was trying to stay and trying to work it out. And uh, you're right. And it goes right back to, you know, some kind of thing that I was missing, some kind of trauma that I was dealing with. And I think it had a lot to do with my, my father leaving us and, and things like that. There's a lot of, I think, stem to that. But it's interesting, and I'm going to bring up something very interesting that I don't think I've ever talked about, or I've, maybe I've talked about in jest. But, you know, narcissists, they really are toxic people. They really can give you, make you feel like they're giving you what you really need. Yeah. You know, they're like, they are all about you, like all about you. The sex is good. The, 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 the intimacy is good until they decide it's not. Exactly. And so they decide it's not. Yeah. 
and that's all they decide. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really that's, that's what gets you hooked and that's what what gets you to stay, right? And so they so they mirror your sore narcissist also has a deep void, right? They have a deep inner void that they're trying to fill. But because a narcissist or usually toxic people, they don't have a sense of empathy to which others and they really have no interest in conflict resolution or peace. Like they thrive on living on drama and tension, right? That's really mm. exciting for them that they create themselves, but then usually blame everyone else for it, right? Um, we, like you said, we keep trying and we feel like a failure. You know, I could so relate to that saying, oh my gosh, well, I can't leave. And, you know, we had a child together. What I can't break up this family, right? Right. And you know, one day I read this brilliant, I was reading this book um, from um, Glennon Doyle um, called Untamed, which I mm -hmm. highly recommend for anyone who hasn't read it. It's not about, um, it's, it's really just about being a woman and being empowered and finding yourself and getting out of, of the norms of what society tells us we should do, like staying in marriages that are not good for us or healthy. Um, and, you know, she, she was saying that, one day she looked at her daughter and she thought, I'm staying in this marriage for my daughter, but would I want this marriage for my daughter? Would I want right. this for her? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm thinking I'm holding this family together, thinking I, I can just, I'm gonna stick this out until she's in college or until she's much older and then I can leave. And I thought, this makes so much sense. Like, would I want this for, for her? If she came home to me as an adult and said, mom, this is the, guy I'm with, this is how he talks to me. What I say to her, this is great. Just stick it out, love him a little harder. Definitely no. don't break up the family. Absolutely not, right? Absolutely no. not. I wouldn't. You know, you know what's interesting? Um, so I was in that, I was in this toxic relationship. I finally got out. Took me a too long, way too long because of, I don't want to break it up. I don't want to bring up the family. You know, I had a kid, all this thing. But then what was interesting is that I got into another relationship with another guy. And I, for the first time, I think when I was in this relationship, I was stepping outside of myself and watching this go down. Mm. And it was a different experience. Then I was like very curious about this, this, this personality. Like who is, what is that? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. You were able yeah. to do that. Yeah, but that's that, but only because I don't know why, but for some reason, I think it was because I started working on myself, you yeah. know, I started working on myself. And then some for some reason the word narcissism came up and I started looking that word up and understanding, oh wow, this is classic narcissism. How interesting. Yeah. And I realized that in order to get out of it. Because when I decided, okay, I cannot be in this, I realized that you have to like cut them off hard. You have to block them. You have totally. to completely block them like with like they're the plague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we call it, you know, it's called go no, no contact, which is, you know, you can't do that if you have a child, right? So we call that right. parallel parenting because you can't co-parent with a narcissist. No, you can't. If you have no children with, with a narcissist, you must block them completely, which means off social media, on your phone, you don't drive by their house and checks up on them. So when you, and it's, 
again, it's so hard to do because you're so trauma bonded to this person, right? But once you're able to break that, that trauma bond breaks, right? And that's when, just like you mentioned, you're able to step back and look at it with all different eyes. Like, what was I thinking? Like, why did I allow myself to be treated like this? Like, I deserve so much better. But until you break that trauma bond, you're constantly going to repeat that cycle over and over. And it's just like you said, you can get out of a toxic relationship and right into the, another one, which happens so, it's so common if you haven't healed yourself and understood why you were with this person, what red flags means, right? right? You're learned to pick up on, huh? So no, this doesn't feel right to me, right? And you learn to never receive a love that's less than what you give yourself. Yes. But that is just all of, this is all comes from, it's not gonna come until you do the work, the inner work on yourself. Um, to break that bond. Otherwise you can continue doing this forever and ever. And that's what I realized too, with, with my daughter, you know, my grandmother was in a toxic relationship. My mother was in a toxic relationship, uh, marriage as well that ended when I was a teenager. And that's a cycle that was repeated in my family over and over again. And I thought I am repeating, I'm continuing this cycle for myself and for my child. But now I have broken the cycle. Like my daughter is not going to go out and experience the same thing, whoever she decides to be with, because I have broken the cycle. I have shown her that it is not acceptable to be treated this way. And this is without explaining anything to her because she's still too little. And it is not my job. And it never will be as her mother to say anything negatively about her father. Like that is her own experience to, to figure out on her own as she gets older. Right. So, so, the more I heal myself, the greater I'm going to lead by example, right? Which means to be completely detached and just be excited for her when she goes to his house and be excited when she comes back and but completely detach in terms of there's no emotional attachment. There's no upsetness. If I get a text, there's none of that. It's just learning how to set really firm boundaries, which is also something that takes a while and that you really most people need help doing because they are so manipulating right oh yeah a matter of fact i had to do that with my ex my my, my son's father it's so parallel part parenting because i realized that if mm-hmm. i say anything he just tr- it just starts to go and he starts to try to do manipulate and all kinds of things so it's, it has to be straight down the middle not dealing with him like at all. It's such a weird way to parent, but there's no other, no other way to do it. There's no other way to do it. And you can't, like you normally would, if you would co-parent just with a partner where your marriage just didn't work out or really your relationship didn't work out. You can't be emotionally attached. You can't um, have rules or, you know, this is what I need you to do with my child or, you know, can you commit to a time? Like none of that. And for, you know, my, some of my clients will say to me in the beginning, but what does that mean? I'm giving him control. And I said, no, it's, it's the complete opposite. When you're not feeding the narcissist with your attention, which is called supply, right? When you're just going, great, Thursday, you're going to pick her up on Thursday at four o'clock? That works or that doesn't work. So yes right. and no. So yes, yes and no, that's all you say. So you're not giving him supply, meaning you're not giving them attention. You're not feeding into their madness of thinking and and desire of of making everything dramatic 
they lose interest, meaning that they're just going to pull back and be like, gosh, she's so boring. Because, right. <laughs> right. Like she's, she's not there. I'm getting nothing from her. I'm not getting supply from her. So she's so boring. So that's the only way that this works. But they don't know this because they are unconscious. They have no idea. But we know this as a conscious parent, right? That once we do that, that's the only way that you can do that for yourself and for your child yes. in order to continue and continue your healing journey as you have to see them. And those, they're going to be in your life until your child is at least 18, right? right. If not longer. So you, this, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because this is such confirmation for me. Like I had to like, without talking to someone like you, realize that was the only way that I was going to be able to do this because he would just make my life a living hell if I did it any other way. And I have to communicate almost through my son because it's really difficult to communicate. As soon as I say something, it's like a, it's like a, Oh, it's a shot of energy for him to start up again. (laughs) It certainly is. You're feeding him something. Yeah. And then he can start on something again. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Yes. So let me, so let me tell you, let me ask you what, when you, when we're talking about, you know, narcissism, you're not doing a, you're not a relationship coach where you're bringing the narcissist into coaching. Cause I don't think that's going to work, but you're really just, <laughs> cause he's uninterested in that <laughs> or she, okay. That yes. could be both ways. It, it could, it could definitely be both. Yes. But you're really working with women. Tell me exactly like, um, the kind of p- women that you're working with at what stage are they're still in the relationship or out of the relationship, what's going on. And then also, you know, how would you find those women? Cause I know it would have to be very difficult for someone to admit or, or even understand that they're with a narcissist until like, like I, I didn't know until after I was well out of the relationship. Yeah. And, and that happens often is that you don't realize that you were with a narcissist until you're done, until you're out of the, the marriage, right? And sometimes you feel, you women realize they are with a narcissist, but they're either financially dependent, just like I was, or they have a family together, or they're just so trauma bonded that there's there's no way out. So, so no, so to, so to answer your first question, no, you can't work with a narcissist. It's They're never going to change because they're not capable of or interested in changing because they don't think there's anything wrong with them. So you can you you can never change a narcissist. Very few narcissists get diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, but that would entail that the person will say, I feel like there's something I need help with, or maybe I'm exploding too much, or you know, my partner is not happy. Let me go and get diagnosed by a psychiatrist. And honestly, there is a lot of psychiatrists and therapists that still doesn't understand what narcissism means. And the reason is because when a narcissist has an audience, they're very charming, right? Yes. You manipulate the situation completely. So unless you're really trained in picking up on those little signals and asking the right questions, you're never going to know, right? You're not, you're just going to think, oh, he's a really charming person or she's really charming. Like, I don't know what this person is talking about. And meanwhile, that makes you look like the crazy one. So I, you know, I have, I've have clients who I have someone right now who is, who is still with her husband. She has, she knows that she has diagnosed him himself because I'm, again, I'm not here to diagnose, right? right? I'm a coach. 
Um, but she has, she contacted me and she said, you know, I think he's a, what do you call that? Narcissist? I said, yeah. So she knows, but she's, she is, I'm not leaving him. I, I, we have children together. I am staying, but I want to learn what to do to make myself feel better, right? Because what happens with your self-esteem is that it gets completely squished. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Because they they control everything. So, you know, and it could be anywhere from what you wear to where you go, to what we should eat, to what we shouldn't do, to what's to watch on TV, right? But it could all but it mostly it's also just internally and your emotions and your heart and again you can't have an argument or even a discussion no. with them because they're always right. Um so so sometimes it's clients like that. And so my what I'm hoping to help them do is just to reconnect with themselves, right? So they can eventually hopefully wake up and realize have their awakening, like I feel like I had and go, this is not acceptable, right? right. Like, I, why, I can't stay in this anymore. Like, I can't have someone treat me like that anymore. Right. And usually that is what happens after, after they go through, I have this 12 week um, course that I created called life. And it really takes you through the four major stages of healing. Mm -hmm. um, because once you have been in a toxic narcissistic relationship, your nervous system is shot, right? Like yes. your inside is shot. You have <laughs> digestive issues and all kinds of stuff. Yes. And just like you mentioned, it can really manifest to physical illnesses yes. and diseases. And so it's, you can't, narcissistic abuse is totally different than just a relationship ending, right? You can't just say, okay, this didn't work. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know, cry for a couple of days and get out of it and I'll be okay. Like you truly have to heal your inner self. And that's so important that you were able to do that on your own but you truly have to heal whether you find a coach or you go to a therapist or you find your own healing program online that works for you but you truly have to heal and that's what I try to help women do is that's why I call myself the, a root cause identifier because I believe that it all stems and you mentioned that too from your childhood right well was it in your childhood was it that you know, you're, you didn't have a father growing up or your parents were unavailable to you emotionally, or did you experience any kind of abuse? And it doesn't have to be a traumatic event, right? It could just be your parents didn't know how to love you because of their own on-tail trauma. And that carries on inside of you, right? Which is why you, you are a perfect target for someone who is toxic and who wants to latch onto you, right? Um, so that is really what I help women do is just let's figure out where this stem from so we can identify it and help you heal that so you can understand why you were attracted to a toxic person so it doesn't happen again. Right. Because right. it a will happen again. Obviously, it yeah. happened to me again. Yes, yes. And a lot of women will say, well, I don't, I don't know what to do now. So either, you know, once they're free, often the narcissist is the, is the one who will end the relationship, right? Either for a new person, a new supply, or, you know, they're just done, right? You're putting up too many demands or whatever it is. And sometimes it's the person that's been victimized that leaves in my, as in my case. Um, but it's scary because for a lot of women, we're like, well, what do we do now? Like we're free from this person, this toxic person. But you feel something called it's called an aftershock after. So it's sort of like it's a deep grief. And it's not really a grief over the person 
that left. Sometimes women think that it's because of the person. Oh my God, maybe I still love him. Maybe I can make this work because I'm feeling so sad. Right. It's really a grief over, first of all, what you've been through, but also the dream of what could have been, right? Yes. Like you were together for X amount of years. It doesn't matter for how long, but it's just what you thought you could have had together. That's no longer there. And then you realize I, I allowed this to happen for so long. And how do I move past that, right? So those are the four stages that I really help them to, to evolve through this, to see what freedom really means for you now. What does freedom mean to you? How can you create freedom for yourself and become independent and confident so you don't think I need this person back in my life in order to live, right? Because yes. you truly don't. There is a beautiful life. I mean, just look at you. There is a beautiful life after being with a narcissist for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, and I did not heal by myself. I just have to say that part. I did not. I had so much that I needed to work through and heal from. And I did go get um, coaching and I went through very intensive programs um, to get to get through some of the stuff. It was not easy. And I've had to, you know, I continually work on myself because you yeah. know, you're never really finished. But I'm glad I was able to, to see that. Um, what do you think inspires you now? Because you've left this situation. You're now starting to create what, you, you know, you, what you've learned and help other women. What is inspiring you? Or motivating you, I should say. Just to help other women that has been through a toxic narcissistic relationship, get out of it mm. and, and realize that there is a beautiful life out there that you can create for yourself. And right. if you're using your children, I mean, that was big for me, right? I, like I mentioned, I was just really honing in on her because she was my life and my purpose. And I finally had her, I had a really hard time conceiving um, and thinking I was staying for her once I realized that, no, I'm really doing more harm to her by staying, right, than I would by leaving. Um, that is really what motivates me is to, is to get women to understand that, that yeah. saying you're staying in a broken, it was already broken, right? Your marriage or your relationship was already broken because you were with somebody who abused you yes. and is abusing you and not treating you right. And that is what your children are seeing. So because you are leaving, you're not breaking up the home. You're really saving yourself, right? You're yes. and your child and you are ending the cycle of abuse in your family. I mean, yes. that's a, I'm not saying it easy. It's certainly not easy, but neither is staying. Neither is staying in a toxic, abusive relationship. And just like you mentioned, healing, it's not a destination, right? It's a lifelong journey. Like we are always going to be learning about ourselves and growing and understanding things about ourselves, but that's, what's so beautiful. And I don't know if you, you probably experienced that as well when you're in this marriage or in this relationship with a toxic person, there is no growing going on inside of you, right? Because you're constantly living in this fight freeze mode constantly, right? Constantly. Yes. Constantly. So you can't even, you can't even think about yourself or what it is that you like or what your values are, your boundaries. So there's no growing. You just, you're really just in survival mode. Like if you were constantly being chased by a tiger, right? That's yes. what it feels like for you constantly. So I, um, I, I really wanted to truly understand 
also the brain of a, of a narcissist, but also what it does to the person, to the person that's been abused. And I, you know, I call myself, I've been victimized by narcissistic abuse because I also want women to get out of the victim mentality because that could be really dangerous too. Once you say, this is what happened to me, I was a victim, right? So you're, you're putting yourself into this victim mode box, right? right? And that could be really hard to get out of. But by saying you've been victimized means it was something in the past, right? This is not going to carry on. You can break this cycle for yourself. Right. So I became narcissism informed, um, which was just fascinating to learn and understand on an even deeper level what goes on inside a narcissistic mind, neurologically, what happens to us that's been victimized in our bodies and in our brains yes. and how and what and why we stay for as long as we do and what happens once we're done right so for me to have that background that's really what i want women to get out of that victim mentality and and just focus on this new life heal what it is that has to heal because we also don't want to just pretend it never happened but we want to right. heal it for real once and for all heal the, our childhood stuff and our inside stuff and work on ourselves and just not be afraid of it as scary as it sounds but like in a healing and growth, it's exciting, you know, it's, it's exciting and not to be afraid of the hard feelings as well. So when we have a day where it feels hard or we cry or we can't get out of bed or whatever it is, just be like, okay, I'm feeling, why am I feeling this? What is this stemming from? And allow yourself to feel that way. Because when you're in a narcissistic relationship, you're not allowed to feel anything, right? Especially not sadness or anger and you can't express it. So that's why it's so important to allow yourself that time Yes. And when it comes in waves, especially in the beginning, just allow yourself to have that and hopefully find support and validation for someone who says it's good. It's okay. It's natural. It's normal for you yes. to feel this way. Um, that is, I mean, that is just, it's so, it's so important. And for people to release that shame of even speaking the truth and sharing their story, right? Like, I'm so grateful that you shared your story with me too. And it also just shows that, you know, we're not alone because mm -hmm. we know we're not alone. There's so many women in toxic relationships, whether they, it doesn't matter what the labeling is, but just in relationships where they're not being treated as equals, right? Where you don't have, it's not a partnership. Right. It's a one-sided relationship. And that is just my hope and my goal that one day we can say, I was in a toxic narcissistic relationship. And this is where I am now and not have right. any shame about it. Because often we feel shameful. Like, how could I be, how could I have been attracted to this person? Right. What's wrong with me? Right. You know, it's so crazy. Cause I like, I'm like, I was talking to my, my husband now who's amazing. And I will tell him about my past relationship and he just doesn't even understand how can, and so you feel kind of bad. Like, was I really an idiot? No, you know, and you know, it's just you needed to heal, you needed to heal from your own traumas. And that's what you felt that was going to, you know, um, help you or was a person for you at the time. And it you just needed to grow from that. And that's, that's really it. How, what would you tell someone what advice would you tell a, a woman who, you know, maybe at that place, and you know what I mean by this, at that place, when you're starting to think, there's something not right, or I deserve something better. What's wrong with this situation? I'm not sure if this is what, where I should be that, that one spot, right? Right before you leap out of that situation, yeah. what would you tell her to do? I would tell her to listen to that voice 
because this is your first little pebble, right? Like a little pebble on your forehead before the brick hits you mm-hmm. to say, okay, so something inside of me is telling is let's let me feel what this means. Something inside of me is saying, this doesn't feel right. Why doesn't it feel right? Let me sit with that. What is it that I don't like about this? Oh, so when he talks to me like that, I don't like that. Right. When I can't express myself, I don't like that. Right. And what for a lot of women, and, and, and I can remember this myself, was just comparing my marriage to my friends' marriages. And again, no, no marriage is perfect, right? We all have disagreements, but it's not even about disagreements. It's just about the partnerships and the way they were able to resolve conflict. Right. And I thought, huh, like, I don't, I can't do that with mine. That's, that's, that's very interesting to be able to talk about this, right? So really just to listen to that, when that, when those little voices comes up and you had something doesn't feel right, I don't really know what this means. Just sit with it and listen to it. Don't push it away because it means that you are ready to, you are slowly getting ready to awaken, right? To the fact that something is not right. right. And for a lot of women, it's scary because they think, what does that mean? I have to go from here to, to leave him tomorrow, right? No. It could be very, very slow steps in terms of just awakening and understanding what is that's happened. And it's it's a process for sure. It's a process. But do not listen to it. Do not push that away. Right. Do it the first time you hear it. That little voice in your head that goes, something is a little off. Right. Um, because those little voices, if you keep ignoring them, that's what takes you down that long road. And before you know it, you're, you're in it for years and years and years and wondering how the heck did you. Get- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're not sure if you don't, because often we also don't trust ourselves, right? When we right. end an abusive relationship, if you're not sure find someone who can help you, right? right? Whether it's a therapist or a coach or just a really good friend and say, look, this is what I'm feeling on the inside, right? Like, what do you think this is? Or does this feel right? Or, and, and have, and reach out for that support. And that's, and once you're able to tell your story, I always feel like that's the, really the first step when you're able to be honest about it, Right. To somebody, whether it's a stranger, an objective person, or whether it's a really close friend or family member, when you can get those words out, I feel like something is not right. Yes. That's it. Like you have shared your story. You have started your truth. Like you are on to something. Right. And totally. continue that. Continue, continue that journey of truth for yourself. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. You guys, I, I, I mean, I really appreciate having this conversation conversation with you. I told you last time we had a brief conversation. I thought this is going to be so good, but I know people are going to want to continue because it's just a little bit. So yeah. how do they find you? So I have a website that's called liveyourlife.coach. So they can reach me there. And I also have my Instagram account, which is the same name to make it easy, liveyourlife.coach. And it would, my website will go over my program and my one-on-one coaching. Um, and on my Instagram, you can see all my posts as well. And I'm, I'm working on so many things, support groups that I want to set up um, for women just to speak their truth and speak their, tell their story. Um, so all of that will be on my website for women to be able to see. I love it. Oh my gosh. 
Ina, this was amazing. Uh, I cannot wait to all the stuff that we're doing together. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to uh, our next things. Thank you for having me. I love this talk. <laughs>